I'm your host, Joe Martucci. We are in the midst of summer now, although they were recording not high and humid, but we saw plenty of it over the past couple of days. We're going to be talking about the month of June that was in South Jersey. And joined with me is New Jersey state climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. Dr. Robinson, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. As always. And you just spent a good amount of time down in our neck of the woods last week, down in Cape May, right? Had a very nice week in Cape May. Um, kept the rain away and the clouds away. So uh, I don't know if you can, uh, I can claim credit for that or should just be grateful to South Jersey for being so accommodating. Maybe it's a little bit of both. You know, we we do like to say that we're that we're a little friendlier down here, so it's all part of the uh, all part of the thing that we have going on. But yeah, weather was good for over the Fourth of July. I should say all of it, but at least Thursday, Friday, and part of Sunday was good. Saturday was probably our only stormy day, and um, you said you saw the fireworks and that they did a pretty nice job with it, and a lot of people, right? Oh, it was tremendous. Yep. And, um, I, and I got out of town before any rain fell on Saturday. Oh, okay. so you missed all the uh, the inches and inches of rain that came to not so much Cape May County, but Atlantic and Ocean. We had 5.7 inches in Stafford from that yeah. Saturday. Hopefully you weren't traveling off the parkway, though, for that. Nope, nope, nope. I was uh, I was out of there on Friday, so I, I missed everything Saturday. Gotcha. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll talk about July when we get to August. We do our July recap, but let's go back into June. And June was in the temperature department above average precipitation, at least at Atlantic City International, above average. Uh, kind of been the trend that we've had for the past couple of months. Nothing unusual, but. Tell us, you know, where did we end up temperature-wise in South Jersey this past month? Yeah, South Jersey, thanks to the, the month ending on a warm note, ended up with an average temperature of 71.9 degrees. Uh, that's degree above average, just actually a degree above average. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that ranks as the 19th warmest June, going back 125 years to 1895. So... Um, you know, another warm month uh, in the books, and, and we've seen 10 of the last 12 months have had above average temperatures. So, uh, you know, we're, we're on quite a roll. Yes, we're on quite a roll. And just for the people who, you know, maybe need a little clarification here, it's only one degree above average, but the 19th warmest June. So what does that mean to the full climate record during the month of June in terms of have we had really, really, really hot Junes or have we had just a bunch of cold, you know, slightly below average Junes? Like, how does that shake out? Well, actually, that one degree is based on an average, compared to an average period of 1981 to 2010. Got it. Whereas the ranking is based on the last 125 years. So if you were to average the whole 125 years, this month would have been about two degrees above normal. Um, because the period before 1980 had cooler Junes. So we're two degrees above the period of record mean, but Climatologists use a conventional 30-year mean. Uh, the most recent 30 years to where it's divisible by 10. So pretty soon we're going to be into the 1991 to 2020 means. We have to wait a year or a year and a half um, for that. 
Um, but that that's the way climatologists look at it. So that's why it seems a little strange. Only a degree above normal, yet ranking as the 19th warmest. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a function of the fact that recent decades have been, been warmer. And also due to the fact that once you get into the summer, there's not a huge difference between the warmest and coolest uh, of, of a month compared to the winter where you get a lot, lot larger range the coldest month and the warmest month on record. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, a couple degrees, you're going to notice it in the summer. It just makes that kind of difference. Your nights stay a little warmer, your days are a little bit hotter, and, and, and you can feel it because it it's just becomes that much more uncomfortable. Yeah, and especially at night, too. I mean, you brought up the nighttime lows. I mean, there's a lot of times that a couple of degrees is making a difference between, you know, windows open or air conditioning. Now, air conditioning is costing you money, of course. Or if you don't have air conditioning, really uncomfortable nights. A lot, a lot of waking up during the middle of the night if it's too hot out. Yeah, I mean, not only uncomfortable, but dangerously unhealthy uh, for people who might be ill, uh, young, or, or on the older side, uh, if they don't have any way of, of cooling off, um, they're more susceptible to more serious illness mm-hmm. than someone who might be in good shape. Um, they'll make it through the night, uncomfortable though it may be, um, but at least remain healthy. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to daytime heat, that can affect everyone because oftentimes your healthier people are the ones that get outside in the sun Right. And they exercise or they work out of doors. So it, it, it's not that healthy people should just ignore the fact that it's hot and go on their normal ways. You have to be very careful, especially during daytime hours, uh, if you're out there in the heat, mm-hmm. uh, even if you're healthy. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of heat, as we touched on in the beginning, we did end the month with a heat wave. So at Atlantic City International, we had five days, and it did spill over into the first day of July, but a five-day heat wave. So that's 90 degrees or more. Millville, we hit 92 three days in a row. And, you know, when this came to this heat wave, um, not that the you know, temperatures were hot, didn't necessarily see it to be overly humid uh, in the area during this time. So uh, for as far as heat waves go, would you agree with me that it was one of the more, for lack of a better word, comfortable ones that we usually see in New Jersey? Yeah, I mean, we had our share of humidity. Of course, right along the coast, you're always going to experience it. But the, the worst of the humidity didn't kick in until the last couple of days of the month. And even there... There were a couple of times when you brought in some drier air. So it, it, it's always a case of not just the heat, but also the humidity, um, just with low temperatures. Um, but just being able to cool the body on a warm summer afternoon, the body doesn't rid itself of heat very easily when it's humid. Um, much more effective doing it when the air is dry. You know, as humans have grown and developed over time, we tend to put a lot of parking lots, roads, a lot of blacktop in. And how much warmer, is there a way to like kind of differentiate like the warming from emissions as opposed to the warming from how our landscape uses has changed? Have you ever looked into that or any kind of data that comes out of there? 
Well, I mean, it, it's well recognized that you get the heat from, say, the warm air that belches out of an air conditioner outside your outside your building. Um, but also, all you have to do is put your hand or feet on the pavement or just even your hand on the south side of a building, and you'll feel how much warmer that is than the air. And, and that hangs around for a while in the evening, which makes it very difficult for for urban areas uh, to, to cool down. Now, South Jersey, that's going to be limited to your roadways, um, your malls, and some of your smaller, and, and some of your, your cities or communities. Um, you're better off near the coast where you've got, a, generally have a breeze blowing, um, or out in any area with water where that evaporation helps to cool things. Um, so South Jersey doesn't have the urban heat island issues that, say, the Philly or New York metropolitan areas have. Mm-hmm. Right. So the forests are good for us. They keep us a little bit cooler. Uh, moving along to precipitation, uh, you know, we get to June. It's always thunderstorm activities most of the time. So different places are given different totals. So this is actually perfect to ask you, what was our final precipitation average across South Jersey and were we wetter again because we have been pretty wet I just was looking before I talked with you in Atlantic County in the past 361 days according to the Mid-Atlantic River forecasting saying we're 20.1 inches above average in the past 361 days 65 days excuse me yeah yeah I mean once again we were on the wet side um, for South Jersey the average precipitation for the month was 4.79 inches and that's 1.02 inches mm-hmm. above 1981 to 2010 mean. That ranks as the 29th wettest June of the last 125 years. So not exceptionally wet, um, but as we've seen in 10 of the last 12 months statewide, precipitation was above average. Uh, you also mentioned that it can vary particularly during the summer season with the thunderstorms that roam the area um, from one area to the other. Uh, In Atlantic County, for instance, last month, Egg Harbor Township came in with just 3.54 inches of rain, but Buena Vista had Mm -hmm. 5.16. And down in Cape May, in Middle Township alone, you had the driest part of the spot in the county at 2.89 inches, but you also had the wettest spot in the county at 5.05 inches um, within the same township. Um, so that's summer. That's summer for you. Um, it literally can rain on one side of the block and not on the other. Yeah, and uh, as, as our friends in Middle Township would say, some of them feel like they maybe had the results of the Cape May bubble. Uh, but overall, still pretty wet everywhere in South Jersey here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You talk. I'm sorry. You know, pretty wet and, and with that, pretty green. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been the good news for this summer thus far. A little bit too much water for some of the farmers. I mean, not the problems they're facing out in the Midwest, um, but sometimes a little bit too much. Uh, but of late, um, pretty much welcome. Uh, except those areas, and they're relatively isolated, that have gotten just deluged with some local um, thunderstorm rain. 
uh, such as we saw in Stafford Township um, back last weekend, and we saw over in Burlington County on the 19th and 20th of June, where one spot had 8.03 inches of rain uh, in a 24-hour period. That was in Tabernacle. Right. Yes, Burlington County, to your point, yes, they did receive a lot of rain some of those spots during the middle of the month. Have we been, have you noticed any trend or uh, at least this June compared to other June in terms of how human we have been? Have we been more human this June? I, you know, there's not good long-term records of humidity. Um, you know that. You've looked at it when uh, you were here. Yes. Um, and and the, the sensors are often um, very sensitive, shall we say. Um, you know, but that's a question that's been raised, and I think the answer is yes. We're, we're seeing more moisture in the atmosphere. Um, we're having these wet spells uh, that are just lasting for a long period of time. We, we just did a, a, a look at 12, what we call 12-month running means of precipitation. In other words, you start with January to December, then you go February to the next January, and so on and so on, so forth. And we went back to 1895, and there have been over 1,400 12-month intervals during that time. Mm -hmm. And the interval ending in June, this just was the second wettest of all on record. Only one that beat it was the January, let me see, it was the February of 2018 to January of 2019, a little wetter. So the point being, we've seen an awful lot of precipitation these last couple of years. And the, the other previous period that was exceedingly wet was around 2010, 2011 into 2012. So this last decade, it's not just been, say, a 12-month wet period. It's been 12, 24, 36-month periods of wetness. Then it dries out a little bit. And then you go into that pattern again. Uh, and that's all associated with just a warmer atmosphere, more moisture in that atmosphere, higher humidity. And when it rains, boy, it really means business. Uh, when it rains, it pours. And uh, like you said, we did see... 5.7 inches in Stafford Township. Although, you know, I will say, I, I, at least to the people I've spoken to, not too many people have been complaining about the rain in a serious manner than saying, oh my God, it's been raining you know, so much here. So have there been any widespread negative impacts from this really wet stretch that we've been in? And not only this year, but the past couple of years as well? Not so much. I mean, it, it rained so frequently in April and May. It certainly disrupted uh, outdoor sports schedules, uh, made it difficult for the farmers. Uh, last growing season, it was difficult for the farmers. Even in the sandy soils of Cape May County, I spoke with a farmer who lost all their pumpkin crop, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, so it has been a bit of a problem for the agricultural community, and, and sometimes the frequency of the rain has been a problem for scheduling sporting events. But, but overall, you know, with the rivers full, um, the groundwater is in good shape. Um, you know, it's really been a positive in that account for staving off any kind of drought conditions around the state. But just like with everything, there, there's 
there's a positive and a negative to it. Yeah. And switching topics a little bit from the rain, we're still going to keep it in the uh, the wet atmosphere here, but uh, is the severe weather that we've had during the month of June, and we've had some in May, and we've had some even up to this point in July, but there were uh, two tornadoes that were over in South Jersey near Mullica Hill, closer to Philadelphia. That occurred, uh, we have seen already year to date, um, the most number of tornado warnings issued by the National Weather Service in the state of New Jersey. There have been 15 and 128 severe thunderstorm warnings uh, this year or year to date in the state of New Jersey, and again, both are the most year-to-date. If, if you could, could you touch upon what we've seen during the month of June, and uh, can you give us a little more context? And I should say that these numbers, the tornado warnings and severe thunderstorm warnings, they only go back to 1989, so it's not as full of a record as perhaps you may at least recall or have on you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been an active season. We know how much rain we've had, and course that's associated with storms um, and localized storms often thunderstorms at this time of the year so it's not surprising that in a wet spring into early summer you're going to have a greater threat of uh, severe weather as opposed to a drought-like situation where the showers just don't appear um, the when it comes to recognizing tornadoes and looking for trends whether it's trends in warnings, um, whether it's actual storms themselves. We just don't have, as you mentioned, a long database in some cases. And it's also, tornadoes are a phenomenon in New Jersey that's pretty rare. So, you know, a long time series um, doesn't necessarily carry that much meaning. I mean, we've had four tornadoes already reported this year um that's above average for a year but it's four versus an average of two you know it sounds impressive to say we've seen twice as many as normal mm -hmm. but it's only four versus two uh and and those four have all been weak ef zeros or ef ones um the one the past weekend was so small um, that I don't believe it was picked up by radar, um, and, and it was that it struck anywhere but a parking lot with a building nearby. It might have gone almost unnoticed. Um, so you have to be real careful when you look at these tornado stats. Now, in terms of seeing more warnings, I don't see a problem with that. Uh, I don't see a crying wolf syndrome, if you will, evolving. It's just that the meteorologic community now has the Doppler radar, which allows them to issue warnings before anything is spotted on the ground. It used to be that you had to see a tornado before a warning could be issued. And by that time, Jersey tornadoes are relatively short-lived, and the tornado is often gone by the time a warning was issued. Nowadays, with the more sophisticated radars, they can look at rotation in the atmosphere before any tornado might touch down. And I might add, sometimes that rotation in the atmosphere never makes it to the ground as a tornado. And someone might say, then why are you giving us a warning? Well, my, my take on that is a warning is far better than being unprepared. 
And if there's a few false alarms, I dare say that storm may have not produced a tornado, but I bet you it produced some pretty strong straight-line winds. I bet you it produced some pretty fierce and dangerous lightning and perhaps dropped flash flood-inducing rains. So even if that tornado warning, warning didn't come to fruition, you can bet there was still some active and dangerous weather. So it sounds like you're saying, yes, we have had active and dangerous weather, but it's more of a function of our increasing technology and more eyes on the sky that could be giving us these higher totals when we're talking about warnings specifically. Yeah, when it comes to issuing warnings, yeah. When, when it comes to identifying tornadoes that touch down, we have a database here that we maintain, and it actually shows that the 1980s and 19. Um, particularly the 1980s, even into the 1970s, we're averaging about four tornadoes a year. And in other decades, we've averaged two tornadoes a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the numbers look so much more impressive, but again, it's only it's doubling from a two to a four. Um, if we started seeing eight and ten tornadoes a year on average, or, God forbid, we start seeing stronger tornadoes, that's when my eyes will really open up and really make me wonder if something is happening. But we've not seen that. I mean, we have seen years with eight and ten tornadoes, um, but they're pretty darn rare. And that's because you said I actually didn't think too much like that, you know, where it is more of a function of increasing observations and everything along those lines, you know, because I'm thinking we do average two, uh, but to your point, in the 80s, you average four, and four is not really a large increase, you know, numbers-wise, even though it is doubling. So you actually gave me something to think about as well, so I appreciate that. Uh, last thing before we before we wrap up here is... I, I'm going to throw a shot in the dark. I've talked to a couple of people, and I've gone out for a couple of different talks. Shout out to anyone in Avalon who's listening. This actually came up uh, pretty intensively in a, in a talk I had. People are saying that it has been windier these past couple of weeks than they usually remember during the summer. And I actually didn't really have a great answer for them. I know in your weather summaries that you put out, you do talk about the winds in your summary. Did you notice anything unusual during the month of June with winds? That's a real interesting question. Um, Yeah, we had, what was it, eight or nine days in June where somewhere in the state saw a gust of 40 miles an hour or, or greater. Of course, we have more anemometers out there than ever before in our weather network measuring the winds. Uh, and they're situated at places like Fortescue uh, and, and, the, and, uh, and Harvey Cedars and right along the coast. Um, we didn't have a wide range of pressure, atmospheric pressure, which induces winds in June. Um, but again, we had more storms. We had more rain than average. So we, we did have some. Now, if people are looking at all day kind of windy days, uh, I haven't noticed much of that. Um, but again, when you're in a rainy period in the summer, that generally tends to mean more storms. And with more storms comes more wind. Um, so nothing in terms of a trend or anything. But I, I think the keen observers who listen and correspond with you 
Uh, we're right. We had a fair number of days with some gusty winds this past June. Uh, now I'll know when I uh, when I see them again. And I was actually thinking about digging into it for an article, but I, I, I agree. I haven't noticed anything too unusual. But you know, people maybe people are noticing it, or you know, it's also a recency bias too. Some you know, you might think that it's windier because last summer wasn't as windy, or something along those lines. Um, what's going on with you? Because I know you just came back from Cape May. Anything new with the uh, Climate Network? Anything you're looking forward to during the month of July? Climate Network, we're in our summer maintenance mode, um, cutting grass around our stations, cleaning out rain gauges, replacing instrumentation. A lot easier to do it in the summer than in the very cold of winter. Um, so we're just, you know, keeping our stations uh, functioning, uh, upgrading them. We're about to do a major replacement of all of our communications as Verizon Wireless. Uh -huh. goes from supporting no longer supporting 3G communication, it's going to 4G. Um, so we have to replace every single modem at all of our 65 stations. Uh, no inexpensive and easy thing to do, but there we are. So that's our, our real major uh, uh, unusual project of the summer. But so if I could vouch for you, I would... Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me, I was just saying there's always something going on with these stations. Um, frustrating as it may be at times, uh, we're certainly, certainly glad that we've got the network out there. We're always looking to expand. We're going to be putting a new station. We're in the midst of doing it in East Brunswick. Uh, we hope to have a new station down in Tuckerton um, by, the end, by the end of summer. So... We, we still have our eyes open to put in some more stations along the coast. Um, and as I think we've mentioned before, we've had a major upgrade in South Jersey in recent years. So our eyes are turned a little bit to North Jersey um, for station upgrades in the uh, next couple of years. And interesting you didn't say Central Jersey. Well, I live in Central New Jersey. and uh, being. okay. Being in central New Jersey, I acknowledge the fact there is a central New Jersey. I see. <laughs> I see. But not for climate purposes. Of course, I grew up in North Jersey, so I used to think anything south of Newark was South Jersey. I say that somewhat kiddingly. I, you know I teach a course in the geography of New Jersey, and one of the more spirited discussions we have is where different divisions of New Jersey lie and whether there is a central New Jersey. And if there isn't, where South Jersey ends and North Jersey begins, it's an awful lot of fun, especially when I have students from all different counties around the state. Um, I, I make sure they keep things civil for the most part, um, but it, it's almost as spirited a debate as we get when I say New Jersey Turnpike or Garden State Parkway. Discuss. Right. Well, I'm a firm New Jersey Parkway, Garden State Parkway person, not New Jersey Turnpike. I mean, Parkway is everything. You know, Parkway, you go from the shore, you go to the cities, you got you got everything in between. I feel like you got the hills when you get all the way up north. I mean, what more could you ask for in a road? Plus, it's more scenic than the Turnpike. That's in my opinion. 
Okay, okay. I'll, t- I'll take it. But I'll take the turnpike during rush hour north of exit 9 over the Garden State Parkway uh, north of the Driscoll Bridge. Well, you know, us South Jersey people, traffic isn't necessarily our, uh, our thing down here. So we just cruise around the Pine Barrens. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Well, no, thanks for the time. A little bit of a longer episode for you, everybody, but we hope you uh, enjoyed. And we will be back in the beginning of August. We'll be talking about July. We'll probably be talking about what happened over Fourth of July weekend as well, a little bit more. And in meanwhile, uh, Dr. Robinson, tell everybody where you can get the uh, New Jersey Weather Network. If you want to look at the latest conditions, go to njweather.org. If you want to look at a broader climate aspects of things around the state, njclimate.org. Great. And that's all for now. Again, we'll be back with you in early August with Dr. Robinson. Until then, have a great couple of weeks, everybody. Talk to you soon.